It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Peter Pan. Sounds like it's a story about Superman or Mary Martin. How about if I change the ending to Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Peter Pan, the real person. I'm going to Trader Joe's. Need anything? You don't like it. See you later. We need bagels. You know, she could have said it wouldn't fly. I could have dealt with that. From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas, and in episode 31, what happens when you take a fairy tale too seriously? Okay, when I take a fairy tale too seriously. It all started when I saw a performance of the play Finding Neverland. It's the story of James Barry, the playwright who wrote Peter Pan, and his relationship with the five sons of Sylvia and Arthur Llewellyn Davies. They were his neighbors in Kensington Gardens. The play left me with the impression that Barry modeled Peter Pan on the middle son, Peter, and not on Mary Martin, whom Barry never met. The character of Peter Pan first appeared here, in this Barry novel called The Little White Bird. The book was published in 1902, when Peter Llewellyn Davies was five years old. He was probably a little too young to have contributed much to the character. His two older brothers, John and George, probably had more of an impact. Although the fourth brother... Michael. Well, he made quite an impression on Barry. Here, in in chapter 11, Barry tells a story about the protagonist's relationship with a young child, most certainly Michael, who was two at the time. I wouldn't want to go into detail here in public, but let's say that at the turn of the 20th century, Barry's story wouldn't have raised an eyebrow. Today, he'd be on Law & Order SVU, if a Twitter storm didn't bury him first. This will be important later. After Peter Pan opened in 1904, Peter, the real Peter, the Davies brother Peter, Peter was hounded by friends, by schoolmates, by media pundits. They all called him the real Peter Pan. Whether they believed it or whether taunting was as much fun before social media as it is now, I doubt it was true. I think Barry liked the name Peter Pan better than he liked George Pan or Michael Pan. Because if you had to pick Peter Pan out of a lineup, Peter Davies would have been your least likely choice. And he told us as much. Peter took it upon himself to curate the Llewellyn Davies family correspondence. It was a collection he cheerfully nicknamed The Morgue. He left out most of his personal letters, but the ones he did include show a dark, un-Peter Pan-like soul. But Michael, from The Little White Bird, he and Barry exchanged over 2,000 letters during the course of Michael's life. Now, if I were a betting man, I'd bet on Michael being the real Peter Pan. In 1921, Michael and his best friend Rupert Buxton paid a visit to the River Thames to bathe and swim in Sanford Pool. It was an interesting choice for a diversion. Michael couldn't swim. When the two boys were found dead, the tabloids of the day speculated about a double suicide between homosexual lovers. Unlike Peter Pan, Michael couldn't fly. But like him, Michael didn't grow up. He was 20 years old. Whatever happened, there were indications that four of the five Davies brothers were scarred by their association with James Barry. And it was Peter, the unwilling namesake, who perhaps felt the weight of that association the most. He gave up working on the morgue in 1952. The emotions of reliving his life appeared to be too much for him to continue. In 1960, after a successful career as a publisher, Peter bought a ticket for the London subway. He paced the platform for several hours, 
seconds before stepping in front of an oncoming train. He was 63 years old. James Barry made no secret that his prodigious and whimsical literary output was a result of his childlike nature. Like millions of children, I was delighted by it, even when I nearly broke my arm and, I'm afraid to say, a bedroom window demonstrating I wasn't the real Peter Pan. And, given everything, I'm probably better off I wasn't. And that's a story I call How It All Panned Out. My thanks to my wife for getting the show opened on the right foot and for bringing home bagels without my having to ask. I'll put some cream cheese on those bagels and get some energy to bring you another little-known story about well-known stuff next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk then. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a copyrighted production of the Theater of Your Mind, Incorporated, Hollywood, California. <laughs>